What's up, what's up, what's up? What's going on, everyone? This is episode five of the NBA Sane podcast. Nothing but Anthony Sane. Um, big weekend for the Memphis Grizzlies. They lost one, won one uh, yesterday on MLK Day. Uh, tune in a day late. I took a day off to kind of relax. Uh, I had some stuff to take care of in my personal life with my family, so I really couldn't sit down uh, with you guys yesterday. But glad you guys are back, man. Hope you guys enjoyed the fun last podcast we did uh, with my son, Gabriel. Uh, just let you hear his NBA uh, story, his Grizzly story. It's just, it's just awesome, man. When your, uh, when your children um, become fans, kind of organically. I, I never really tried to force this Grizzly thing or NBA or just basketball at all on him, but he's taking it upon himself. He wants to play basketball. Um, like I said, he YouTube and video games so just kind of made him a fan. But I hope you guys checked it out. If not, go check it out. Check it out on YouTube. Check it out on SoundCloud, Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts, etc. Uh, but yeah, man, big uh, game yesterday for the Grizzlies to uh, get the Bulls. They got the Bulls shorthanded, of course, uh, but still a win is a win. Glad that they could pull that one off. Um, on MLK Day, such a big day historically for this city uh, and such a big day for the NBA. Uh, MLK Day is right up there with, with is, is, is kind of going up there with, with uh, Christmas as far as, you know, big national televised people in front of the TV's games. And it was good to see the Grizzlies. They typically get that afternoon game. Uh, but yeah, I, I, me personally, I wish that they would focus more on Memphis on MLK Day. Uh, my good friend Peter Everson, who's uh, co-host of Sports 56 Ryan Time with me, he has some great ideas as far as how to uh, 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 incorporate Memphis, Atlanta, those making those two cities the uh, the key matchups. I always forget what he says, but it's something about uh, adding some days of service, uh, reflecting and uh, education for the players in where they go uh, back and forth. Uh, between Memphis and uh, Atlanta. I think he was saying something like a home-and-home home type thing where basically you play um, a game on Friday, game on Monday, and the teams travel back and forth, and they travel together and, and learn together uh, different elements of Black history. I think that'd be really dope. Uh, but, yeah, get with Peter to find out exactly what he says. So I always forget the details of it. Um, but the Grizzlies, like I said, big win yesterday, tough loss against Dallas uh, to to break the streak. The team had played eight games in 12 nights. Uh, clearly looked like they were trying to come out and just get that stretch of games over with. Uh, looked like they kept trying to swing for their home run punch, but Dallas just went lay down. And then once the Grizzlies' legs gave up on them in the second half, Dallas just, you know, ran off with them or whatever. Uh, Dallas is a good team, though, man. They're, they're, they're definitely in the hunt. Uh, they're currently in fifth place, I believe. I think the Grizzlies are like five games ahead of them right now. Uh, pretty comfortable uh, edge between them. Uh, the Grizzlies being a third, a game ahead of Utah. Uh, Utah had a tough loss to the Lakers uh, last night. Um, but yeah, just a lot of things to talk about, a lot of things to hop in about. John Morant currently is uh, second place in the West as far as All-Star voting is concerned. Uh, he got outdueled in the one-on-one versus Luka, but like I said, the Grizzlies were, they just weren't themselves uh, in that last game. Uh, voting will, uh, results will come out again this Thursday. Since I put a tweet out this morning, I've gathered more information. The Grizzlies, um, I mean, the NBA will release uh, an update to the voting, all-star voting on Thursday with voting ending on Saturday the 22nd. And I'm sure we'll hear something about uh, the, fi the final all-star votes. I still think that Ja is going to be the starting guard. I could see Luca possibly passing Ja uh, this particular week. Uh, you know, everything's reactionary. People going to react to the last uh, vote they saw. Uh, the last game they saw as well. I don't think it's going to sway too hard. I think Josh still is going to be in second place. And I think it's when it comes down to the uh, uh, players 
and the media vote, I think Ja is gonna, you know, hold uh, Luca at bay as well, as well as guys like Devin Booker, who are also behind them, Chris Paul, you know, those type of guys, Donovan Mitchell. I don't think anyone will be able to overtake uh, Ja. So I'm really excited if this possibly looking like a um, all-star starting campaign for John Morant in his first uh, all-star appearance. It's definitely going to be an all-star season for him. No way he's overlooked as far as that's concerned. But it will be awesome if he could get, you know, <clears throat> to be a starter. Me personally, um, John's pretty much against the whole slam dunk competition thing. I wouldn't mind seeing John do that at all. I think that if he if he's an all-star starter and he gets in, I think there's something that he can kind of take and make his own where he can kind of bring life back to the all-star uh, contest because he'd be such a big name. I think it is, it, an all-star contest always has been a contest for little kids. You know what I mean? And I think that if he can go out there and just put on a showcase, you know, jump over some players or just do some wild stuff, he'll, he'll win it easily. Um, I think he may be concerned about losing it. I don't think he'll lose it all just because of his star power. People will get behind. And it's just something that just that'll just add to his buzz and something he can kind of make his own and, and bring back to life, bring some rejuvenation to this NBA uh, All-Star slam dunk contest. Um, if he doesn't do it, you know, whatever. But I wish he would consider it more. I've never been the one who's like, you know, don't do it. There's no point in doing it. I do see a point in doing it. I think it could be a, a brilliant marketing move if he can take it and if he could be the guy that brought back the slam dunk contest. Uh, single-handedly, I think that'd be a brilliant move for him marketing-wise and just, you know, for his whole thing. Um, there was some drama yesterday at the MLK Day game. Tony Bradley, he seems like he's been in the league for a while. Um, I remember when he was on Utah Summer League team, we played against him. Um, <clears throat> had a situation where Ja was trying to get to the basket. Bradley kind of throws out his leg. Ja didn't trip over it, but Ja obviously knew he was trying to trip him or use his legs to defend him. And, uh, you know, Ja took issue with it. They kind of got into it a little bit. Steven Adams had his first crazy as hell move uh, with the Grizzlies. I've been waiting for this to happen the whole season. I've been waiting to see uh, Steven Adams do something crazy. And he finally did it. He comes out and he picks up, literally picks up Tony Bradley and removes him from the situation. And I told y'all Kyle Anderson is crazy. Kyle Anderson was, was about to work. Kyle Anderson was about to get on uh, Tony Bradley's ass. And also, um, you know, John Morant had to let people know he could fight and he, <laughs> and he could do other stuff too. He went on Twitter wilding out. And uh, for anyone who questions if Ja is a fit in Memphis, it might be a little bit too too good of a fit because he he clearly was you know reminding y'all he got them goons on the sideline too. So <laughs> so yeah, Ja was just being Memphis as hell uh, last night in that situation. But uh, like I said, big win for the Grizzlies against uh, the team with the best record in the league, I believe, Chicago Bulls. At least I know they're the best in the East. Not really sure because I know they've lost they had, they've lost four straight now, so I'm not really sure where they are as far as overall standings. But a big win for the Grizzlies, without a doubt. Uh, Steven Adams was back starting uh, yesterday. I mentioned him uh, picking up my man, Tony Bradley. But he's also back starting. Uh, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., who's been phenomenal uh, starting at center while Steven Adams was out with COVID protocols and then some non-COVID illnesses as well. Um, yeah, man, it was good to see him back uh, doing the wild shit he does. Um, but I'm, I'm super excited to see Jaron Jackson Jr.'s progress, that he's able to hold down major minutes uh, at center. He had a ton of blocks during that stretch. It's just phenomenal that you look talking about a guy who's a legit all-defensive team guy in Jaron Jackson Jr. Like, that's a real thing. Like, you could really see him being on one of those all-defensive teams. Um, and if you and if you came out and said, hey, you know, you know, maybe this guy deserves some, uh, you know, DPOY votes. I wouldn't be mad at that either, man. 
Um, if you remember the year that, that Mark was defensive player of the year, it was a lot about his on and off numbers. Jaron's on off numbers, same thing, man. And we we went from being the worst defense in the league to a top top ten defense in the league now. And I think that Jaron Jackson Jr. has been a big part of that. So uh, that's something that's, that's good to see. Something else I'm glad to see as a Grizzlies fan, as someone that covers the team, is uh, the resurgence of Brandon Clark, man. Uh, that Tyus Jones, Brandon Clark uh, connection is coming back strong. Uh, he's looked very good. Uh, so that, that's a good thing for sure. Um, imagine, if you will, uh, going back in the time machine or someone, your future you coming to you and telling you that the Memphis Grizzlies uh, will be uh, third in the West, that they will be this good without Jonas Valanciunas, that Xavier, not Xavier, uh, Zaire Williams would end up being a player that can, you know, contribute to this team. And if the, that you were going to get a Lakers pick and you're going to have the Lakers pick, the Utah pick, and your own pick in next year's draft. And that your pick might be the worst pick out of those three. You know, Lakers team who people – Pencil in as being, you know, NBA champion uh, type team. Utah, of course, you know, is going to be one of the better teams in the West. And here we are, the Memphis Grizzlies having a better record than both of those teams. Um, just crazy, phenomenal thing to see. Um, since the last time I talked to you, John Conchar went off. He had the 15.17 rebound game. Conchar has been great, man. He's shooting the ball like crazy. Been a great contributor for this Memphis Grizzlies team. Uh, surprised so many people, of course, including myself. Uh, you guys know I ride Conchar to death when he was playing games I didn't think he needed to be playing in. And at this point, man, you got to have him out there damn near. He's been phenomenal. Great rotation player for this Grizzlies team so far. Able to knock down threes. He's uh, super gritty on defense, uh, rebounds. It's just, it's crazy, man. It's just, you know, you have to tip your hat to the Grizzlies uh, developmental staff. You know, when a guy like that, you know, you, you, you deal through the rough edges of him in his game. And then you see how good he can be. It's being a legit rotation player on a, you know, it's been a top team. Speaking of top teams, uh, when it comes down to the Memphis Grizzlies, no matter how you want to look at it, this Grizzlies team is for real. Am I saying that they're going to win X amount of playoff games, or X playoff series to go this far? I'm not going to say that's going to happen, but the, the possibilities of it happening are definitely there. Uh, as you know, the playoffs are strange. Um, you have to overcome injuries. Things have to bounce the right way. But uh, if this Grizzlies team, if things play out the right way, I wouldn't be surprised to see them, you know, win, you know, their first round series and possibly go to the conference finals, even come out of the West, man. Stranger things have happened. This team is super confident. They've got the formula for uh, going deep. Uh, even the championship formula, you got a superstar player on the perimeter who has the ball in his hands. You have a defensive player of the year candidate uh, as a big man uh, who can defend. You have a crazy dude in Dylan Brooks who's also a phenomenal uh perimeter defender, and you have a guy in Desmond Bain who's an elite-level shooter. Those type of teams, that's the formula, man. That's the formula for winning. It's a little disjointed. Um, typically, that guy with the ball in his hands is a bigger player, taller player. Uh, but John Moran has definitely shown that he's a winner. And I think that in the, in the playoffs, um, this Grizzlies team could definitely make some noise. Uh, Taylor Jenkins still hasn't come, come back from COVID protocols, uh, but his assistant coaches have done well uh, in his absence. Um, it's really strange that they're still winning, uh, even without uh, Taylor Jenkins being out there. But it looks pretty much like the same team, pretty much same rotations, all those type of things. But just props to the Grizzlies for just being as well, doing as well as they're doing um, so far this season. Uh, I'm trying to think, is there anything else that kind of stands out to me? Uh, me personally, I'm a little concerned with uh, Anthony Melton's play as of late. 
Uh, seems like he's kind of struggling, forcing a lot of things. Hasn't been too efficient. Um, I think he'll come around. He's one of those guys. He's got a lot of trick or treat in him. So I think that, you know, you have to take the good with the bad with D'Anthony. Um, but I hope, I'm hoping and I'm pretty confident that he'll be able to get those things done. Uh, we're approaching the trade deadline, of course, only a few weeks away. As of today, I don't see the Grizzlies doing anything major. Um, on that note, uh, possibly something around the edges. I could possibly see a Kyle Anderson trade, but it just feels like if you trade Kyle, you're going to have to send an asset out with Kyle. I don't think he has value to bring in an asset. When I say an asset, of course, I mean a, a draft pick. Um, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure the Grizzlies are ready to do that at this point. Um, they have three going to next year's draft. Um, I could I could see a situation where they draft zero guys to one where they trade those picks out. And I can see a situation where they use all three. It's, it's with this organization, who knows, especially when you're not missing on guys. Um, and if you decide to let Kyle go, let Ty, like the Tyus Jones go, or can't afford to bring him back, you may end up using all three of those picks, uh, trying to get replacements for those guys. Uh, uh, you might not have to get a replacement for Kyle because you do have other power forwards. Wing depth is pretty good. Uh, but you may have to get another backup point guard you know, if Tyus Jones leaves. So it'll be interesting to see how they use those picks. Uh, I'm hoping a Kennedy Chandler type situation goes down. I think that'd be great. If the Grizzlies could get a guy like that to be your backup point guard of the future. But we'll see. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's been a phenomenal season. Uh, Steven Adams has been great um, as well. Glad to see him do some crazy shit. Uh, I was wondering if it was ever going to happen. And it finally did. But uh, but yeah, man, we're about to take a break. When we come back, have a special guest. Uh, his name is Corey Parson from NBC Sports Edge. He covers uh, he covers sports gambling and betting for NBC Sports Edge. Uh, big time NBA fan, big time Memphis Grizzlies fan. He's from New York, but he's a big fan of this team as well. Uh, keeps up with John Morant, kind of ahead of the curve as far as national guys go, and uh, having that love for the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, make sure you take a look at our sponsors, and we'll be back in a moment after we talk to Corey Parson. Visit AsylumTees901.com where you can find t-shirts, hoodies, and mugs representing your favorite Memphis sports teams. Designs are available in men, women, and kid sizes. Check out our featured products and sign up to be the first to know about our new releases at AsylumTees901.com. Global Storage on Chicken is finally over, but there are still places that will tell you that it is hard to find, except for our good friends at Poultry Power. The dedicated staff at Poultry Power is currently delivering chicken in bulk to your home or business at prices lower than your local grocer or food distribution company. Having a cookout or a catering event? Tired of being told no by other food companies when you need chicken for your restaurant? Poultry Power is here to save the day. Visit poultrypower.org to place your order now. And remember, when others blame the shortage and tell you no, Poultry Power has the power to tell you yes. All right, I'm joined here now my good friend Corey Parson from NBC Sports Says. Corey, what's going on, brother? What's what, what's going on? What you're saying? How's everything going down there? 
Man, good. Things are great here in Memphis, man. We're vibing. We're celebrating. We got the hottest team in the NBA. Uh, winners of the 11 of the last 12, 12, 13, whatever, 12 of the last 13, however. John Morant going crazy, uh, looking like he's going to be not only an all-star, but an all-star starter this year, hopefully. We're, we're hoping we can pull that out. Uh, we know that you are a big-time fan of the Memphis Grizzlies. You've been on the John Morant train for a while. I see you starting with your Tokyo 2020 jacket on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had to do a little bit. I wasn't out there for that joint for the Olympics, but I was, uh, you know, help plan the Olympics and stuff like that as a part of my role. But as far as the Memphis Grizzlies go, definitely looking forward to um to seeing what the rest of the season brings. Matter of fact, in a little while from now, going to be on a, a roundtable discussion where I'm going to bring up Ja for the MVP. It looks like he's definitely going to win the most improved player this year, but I think he should be an MVP candidate as well. When I look at this Grizzlies team, you know, it's funny because me and you had spoke offline one night and you said something that was echoed by Charles Barkley last night. Mm -hmm. And this is after the Martin Luther King Day game, uh, saying that the Grizzlies remind them of the San Antonio Spurs. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's and I think that's a fitting way to look at it because of the the fundamentals they play with, obviously, you know, what Ja can do. But I gotta be honest with you, I didn't think that Jenks was gonna be the guy that can coach this team, yeah, you know, fully. But it's starting to really see that he is one of the bright young head coaches in the league. And and they're responding to him and the, the organization, the front office is doing a great job. So we're seeing a team that should be in rebuild mode start to push towards the top of the Western Conference, and it's very exciting. What are you seeing from a Vegas standpoint as far as the Grizzlies? There's a lot of money coming in on prop bets or just money line, or, or, or what are you seeing as far as the Grizzlies? So now I think things are starting to shake out really for the better part of the last two and a half years. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies have been undervalued from a Las Vegas standpoint. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They've been kind of handicapped as a consistent underdog, you know, one of the middle to the bottom of the West type teams. Well, that's no longer the case. We're starting to see the Memphis Grizzlies be favorites more and more, particularly when they're playing at home. We're seeing them be favorites on the road. They've been an excellent underdog team since Ja got there. Now they're starting to play well as the favorite. So that's got to be, that's exciting to see Vegas starting to show them some respect. Um, one of the big bets that I was on before the year started was the Grizzlies to uh, not only to go over their win total, but to win the division. Mm -hmm. It's looking like that's something that's going to be able to hit now. So they're starting to get respect in the Vegas circles. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what the initial lines look like come playoff time, whether right. they'll be able to be a favorite at home during the playoffs. That would really show if Vegas is truly giving them their respect. Yeah, man, it's, it's been fun to see um, see their climb. I know that their win total when I placed my bet was at 41 and a half. And it looks That's like crazy. I think I feel, that yeah, I think that feel pretty good about that. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. What do you think? Do you think the Grizzlies will make a move at the trade deadline or, you, or do you think they should stand pat? I think they should stand pat right now. They'll get Dylan the villain back and see what the rest of the team looks like. Mm -hmm. I worry about the depth in the bigs once you get behind Steven Adams and Jaron Jackson. You know, I'm a Jaron Jackson guy, but, you know, he can be kind of clumsy. Like, he can just kind of fall into an injury. Um, Adams is going to be a great addition come playoff time, mainly because the playoff experience, he knows right. his role, he does it well. Mm -hmm. So looking forward to that. But, um, you know, it was a lot of talk, you know, in the offseason, and, and obviously – you know, the big name out there is Ben Simmons. I don't think Ben Simmons is the right fit for this basketball team. Ben Simmons seems to be very sensitive to me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And we don't want to take Simmons from one place where he can't perform into the playoffs, perform in the playoffs, and then having to make him have to perform in the playoffs again. 
I don't know if that's the right look. Definitely you can't knock the skill of the player. Interesting to see what else on this trading block, but I don't think Simmons is the right fit for this team. Could you see the Grizzlies? The Grizzlies are known for looking at the big picture. You know what I mean? No matter, regardless of where they are record-wise, they're not afraid to take a step back to ultimately take, take a step forward. You know, that's been their thing since they've been here. The, the JV trade, trading off uh, uh, Jay Crowder in the middle of the season. These are all things we've seen. Could you see them making a move where you say, okay, we see that Jaron Jackson Jr. is our center of the future. Could you see them making a move where they bring in that versatile power forward, small forward type guy like a Jeremy Grant, like, you know, uh, Harrison Barnes type guy to say, okay, let, if we can make that deal now, for the, there will be actually be a deal for the future. Could you see them doing something like that? That would be excellent, particularly, and you mentioned the name that I think that they should definitely be interested in and in kicking the tires or that's Jeremy Grant. Mm-hmm. Don't know much how you're going to have to mortgage, but they can bring Grant in there. You know, now you can really be talking about making a serious run because mm-hmm. Grant is a guy that can help you in a lot of different ways, particularly in scoring the basketball. If I'm not mistaken, was he the most improved player last year? Uh, I think he nah, was, it was uh, your boy uh, down in New York. Um, 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 he was Randall. He wasn't that mix. He may have finished he was second. In the mix, yeah. uh-huh. He may have finished second in the voting, but no, that's a uh, that's a good strong one right there. You know, I didn't notice, but there's like a, a, a um to win the most improved player of the year award. There's like categories. Like you have to make your first All Star team, and yeah. you have to be on the verge of taking your team to the playoffs. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm not. Um, I'm not on the whole John Morant most improved player thing, man. Like, I agree I, with you. He's a rookie of the year, man. Like, quit acting like he was just some dude the last couple of years. Like, I can't. Here's the thing: Luca was the rookie of the year too, and yeah. he also came in one of the most improved player too. So, but there, I agree there were with people you, also but... put that that Luca for MVP narrative was much louder than most improved player narrative. Luca came it, it into was. the season. Luca came into the season as a preseason MVP candidate, and they never took Dallas past the six seed. They, you know what I mean? <laughs> no. Talking about, you mentioned John, people looking down their nose at him. Like, bro, we're third in the West. You know what I mean? But, uh, I know you're on ball time right now. Real fast. What teams have been your, uh, just your Vegas surprises? What, like, what teams have really surprised you, uh, either in a good way or a bad way, uh, across the NBA? Well, in a bad way, you got to start with the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks. Who was <laughs> one of your favorites? Yeah, you know, <laughs> team, yeah. yeah, have been terrible this season. Yeah. I believe they've won something. I maybe they've won five of their last twenty games or something like that. It's like it's it cannot confusing. win at home. You can't win home games. Not, not at all. And there's <laughs> no real home field advantage there. But what's what's crazy to me is with the Hawks is did they did they tone out McMillan already? Because it's basically the same team. And they yeah. get Hunter back, who in my opinion is the second favorite player second best player mm-hmm. and, they're, and they're playing terrible basketball today have been a disappointment the toronto raptors though and this is something that i'm going to tell people coming down the stretch in the second half of the season you want to bet on the toronto raptors yeah. i think they're going to make a run this year i think they could be one of always. the final teams always. nick nurse is a fabulous head coach they're starting to come together now and it's going to be interesting and don't forget the 76ers in the second half of the season as well yeah um dolan b playing great back nine out of ten if i'm not mistaken looking like, looking like an mvp candidate mm-hmm. so those are some of the teams that i would keep my eyes on on the second half of the season um our other rivals the portland trailblazers i don't yeah. think they'll be doing nothing will be making much noise this year horrible <laughs> horrible man yeah, for sure. Well, Corey, I appreciate you coming on, man. We know that you are one of the biggest non-Memphis Grizzlies, non-Memphis area living, resident, <laughs> resident Grizzly fans out here, man. So I definitely want to get you on 
you put a lot of money in my pocket. I'm, I'm glad you can put money in others as well. Anything you want to do so. Hey, one thing I will say to you is um, I probably like because of the way like my calendars is, is finishing up. I wasn't going to try to make it to the Atlanta game versus mm -hmm. the Grizzlies, but that's the same weekend the NCAA tournament starts. That's a tough weekend for me, but I should be in Memphis for a playoff game, man. and that's going to be live and lit right there. Sure. Hey, I'm going to make sure the people in Memphis show you love too, man. Record no doubt. Me, man. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. Sure, bro. Open up all the spots down there. I'm ready. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I got you. I got Big props again to my good friend, Corey Parson, for joining me uh, with NBC Sports Betting. Uh, you can check him out on uh, at NBC Sport Bet on Twitter, as well as the Fantasy Exec, uh, E-X-E-C, the Fantasy Exec on Twitter. Um, just a good follow. Like I said, he's not from Memphis, but he's a big-time Memphis Grizzlies fan, big John Moran fan. Uh, make sure you guys follow him, man. Give him a, check him out. He knows what he's talking about as far as betting. I've made a lot of money uh, just off giving Corey some last-minute phone calls. Uh, so, yeah, check him out. Give him a follow. Thanks again for him coming on. Real fast, just want to talk about the NBA in general real quick. A couple things of note. Uh, got a lot of deranged Laker fans out here, man, just going crazy because the Lakers are, have been very disappointed, been terrible so far, uh, just being honest compared to expectations. Uh, so, guy put a tweet out about kind of wishing LeBron had never came there and those type of things because, you know, they, they, he, they gutted the team and got all these old guys. And, and then when LeBron ultimately leaves, the team's going to be terrible. Like, dude, y'all won a championship, a whole championship out of that. So it's just so strange that I entitled those, their fans are. Then I was laughing because another guy came behind him and said, man, y'all were like, y'all won 19 games Kobe Bryant's last year there. And y'all weren't good years even before Kobe left. Um, like, and that team wasn't looking like they were going to be anything. I also shared a meme that showed all the guys that they drafted since then. You know, guys like Julius Randle, Brandon Ingram, uh, 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 um, D'Angelo, uh, D'Angelo Russell, um, you know, uh, Lonzo Ball, all these guys that were good, all Josh Hart, just good players they've had, they drafted. But still, man, y'all got a championship out of the deal. How dare you? The audacity of Laker fans, just uh, just to show how entitled you, uh, those guys are sometimes. But uh, just run us that draft pick, man. When y'all get done complaining and you have your uh, your season where you're, you know, battling in the play-in or whatever you're doing, just make sure you send us that Grizzly draft pick and just don't be too sorry. Uh, we need that not to fall into the top 10, uh, which, of course, means that that, uh, that pick would go to New Orleans. So, yeah, we just, need, we just need you guys to keep doing what you're doing. We appreciate you guys, the effort. Uh, and not in lack of effort uh, we're seeing on the court from the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. Um, sincerely, Grizzlies fan saying it. Um, also, real fast, I want to talk about just how tight the races are in the Eastern Conference right now. Uh, the top six teams, six teams that are in the uh, non-playing situation, you got Chicago, Miami, Brooklyn, Cleveland, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia. Five of those teams have at least 27 wins. Philadelphia has 25. And even when you go past that, Charlotte and Washington, Charlotte's 24 and 20, Washington's 23 and 21. Uh, just a bunch of really good teams in the East, man. Just something to note, just to take a look at, that you've got Chicago 27 and 15, Miami 28, 16, Brooklyn 27, 16, Cleveland 27 and 18. Uh, as y'all know, I'm pulling for Cleveland big time this year. Uh, Milwaukee 27 and 19, Philadelphia 25 and 18. Just that's, that sinister six, over there in the East is crazy, man. Um, really competitive, really going to come down to the, to the, to the wire pretty much with those teams who are all very good teams in the East. Good to see the Eastern conference coming back teams like, um, Cleveland breaking through 
Uh, Philadelphia, of course, uh, even without Ben Simmons, they've been great this year. Um, it's really good to see the East coming along, man, for sure. I like it. I love it. I love it, actually. Yeah, it's good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. And the Hawks, you are terrible. Uh, something I want to talk about also before we leave, reports coming out that Trey Young uh, will be involved in personnel decisions. This is why you guys are where you are right now, listening to Trey Young. He was clearly complaining about, uh, you know, the, the, the team being bad his first two seasons in the NBA. You go out and you make a lot of knee-jerk moves, uh, signing the Gallinari's of the world, the, the, the Bogdanovich's of the world, guys who just kind of messed up your development. Yeah, it made your team better, but all you really had to do was just you, you got Clint Capella. That, 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 acquisition you, that acquisition that you made before you went out and signed all those guys in free agency, Rajon Rondo and Chris Dunn and all these different guys you signed in free agency, you could have just rolled what you had Plus, uh, uh, um, I just said his name. Y'all know who I'm talking about. They're big man. Capella. Could have just rolled with Capella with the young guys. Let the natural progression happen. You might have been bad another year. Use your draft kick picks. Play your draft picks. You guys probably have been all right. And now y'all had to let Cam Reddish go because you couldn't afford to extend them this summer. Atlanta, no one feels sorry for you. You guys handled this the wrong way. And you cannot put the, the future of your organization in a guy like Trey Young. who ha He hasn't been there long enough. And, and what I, I'm not saying he's not a star. But what happens when his experiment or, or him giving his input, a player giving his input on the front on the, to the front office decisions don't work, and then that guy still bolts on you after you made moves carried around this guy? That's what I'm looking at. And if, you, and if you're an organization, if you have a plan, you cannot derail your plan because of a player complaining. You have to sell that player on your plan unless you don't have a plan. That's what this looks like with the situation in Atlanta. Because if you got a plan, you stick to it, you don't derail it, you convince your guys on it, you make it something these guys can grab, touch, hold on to, move forward with. But if you don't have a plan, that's when you start letting your players speak and, and, and run your organization for you. And, and that those guys, nah, Trey Young ain't that dude, man. You guys are going to hate him when he comes out in the next couple of years trying to force his way to Phoenix to be – Chris Paul's replacement once Chris Paul throws up the deuces. Like, it's, it seems like that's inevitable. Hey, just my opinion, though. But that's all I got, man. It's been a great show today. Thank you uh, to Corey Parson once again for coming out. Uh, the Grizzlies are doing well. The NBA is super exciting. Uh, by the next time I talk to you guys, the uh, NBA All-Star voting will be done. Yeah, it'll be done by next time I see you guys. Uh, make sure you guys check out all the old stuff. Subscribe, like, comment, share. Uh, all those type of things. It really helps your boy out. Support our sponsors. Support Asylum Tees 901. Uh, support Poultry Power. Uh, until next time, man, this is Anthony Sane for the NBA Sane Podcast. Nothing but Anthony Sane. See y'all next time. Hey, just want to thank you guys for coming to check out NBA Sane. Whether you got here via the website, nbasane.com, or via the NBA Sane YouTube page, thank you for checking me out, man. Hope you enjoyed the video. Hope you are looking forward to more. Uh, while you're here, um, check out my Twitter. You can find me at, at NBA Sane, as well as at Sane Asylum. On Facebook, you can find me at NBA Sane. And I also have a Patreon page for anyone who wants to support and partner with me. That's patreon.com slash NBA Sane. Thanks again for checking us out. And hope to see you again soon.